0: Welcome to the Crypto Commission Podcast. Here are your hosts, Lambo, Leo, and the Bitcoin Broski.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. This is episode two of the Crypto Commission Podcast. I am your co-host, the Bitcoin Broski. Here with me is my co-host, Lambo, Leo. Say what's up, Leo? What's going on, guys? Happy to be here for episode two. And we today have the privilege of welcoming Mr. She's. She's, say what's up, man. Hello, guys. Hello. Glad to be here. Uh, we're we're fired up for this. As you guys know, um, we're eager to get some some good content out. Uh, and we told you we were going to have some great guests coming up. Uh, Mr. She's is an awesome chartist. Uh, Actually, someone that I know Leo and I both respect very much. He has uh, moved up quickly through the ranks in Bitcoin bravado and is an analyst there um, and is currently in the middle of turning 0.1 BTC into one Bitcoin uh, through paper trading on BitMEX, of course. Um, (laughs) But we're really excited to welcome Cheese and... Uh, we've got some some hard hitting questions. We're l- really looking to put the screws to them and and make them sweat. <laughs> no, but uh, we just want to have a good time and and hopefully this this adds some value to you wherever you are in your your crypto crypto trading journey. So, cheese, dude. Uh, you know one of the things that we we love to kick this off with is just thinking back. If you could go back to that first day in crypto for you, what's the one piece of advice that you wish you'd been given? Uh,
0: the one piece of advice. Let's see. Uh, don't be an idiot, that'd be the one, because uh, I was an idiot, man. Uh, I didn't know anything. <clears throat> uh, so for me, obviously, with my strong suit being uh, looking at charts, reading charts, figuring out where prices wants to go, where it's going to go, uh, would be to learn how to read a chart before doing anything else. Uh, I can't tell you how many groups I joined, paid subscription groups, whether it be on Discord or Telegram or, or whatever. Uh, and you know that the, you get these guys, right? And they don't, they don't know how to read a chart. They're just getting a signal from somebody else and you're going somebody else and you're, you're just paying that. So by the time you get a signal is what they call them. Um, you, you were, by the time you bought it, you were buying the top or selling the bottom. Uh, so be to, to not be an idiot and join those groups and just give away my hard earned money, but to <laughs> actually learn how to read a chart. And, and the way I've learned to read a chart is, is not free stuff found online. I did have to pay to learn. Uh, so that would be, you know, the number of the biggest thing for me is just learn how to read the charts, man.
1: So is there anyone that you'd care to, to shout out that, um, uh, maybe helped you on your, your educational journey there with reading
0: charts? Absolutely. So the first step in, in the right direction for me, uh, getting back on track in, in cryptocurrencies was, uh, joining Bitcoin Bravado, uh, was the the first step on the right path for me. And through there, um, met some guys in there uh most particularly dope trades uh he's on twitter under that same handle uh and i he's got a course and i just i bought that course and learned how to read it and i've been modifying it to my own methods uh, and it's worked out great
1: it's awesome man yeah the uh I, I guess we all have to to develop methods of our own as we as we go on this journey um and, and i know I think, that
0: i think that that's that's really key is, is you get a lot of new guys here that don't really know much and uh, they say, they just hear someone say, okay, buy it this, sell it this, right? Buy it this, sell it this. But until yep. you learn where your limits are as far as risk, uh, how much risk you want to take on, uh, where you're going to set stop losses, where you're going to do any of that, you know, you've got to, you've got to figure that out for yourself because listening to another guy can, I mean, he can, it can make you money if the guy's good, but it can also get you wrecked. And, sure. I mean, and even if it doesn't get you wrecked, the, the emotions that come into play, when a trade's going south, uh, you're just waiting on someone to say, "Okay, pull the trigger," you know, get out, or you know, calm down, hold on. But if you know how to read the chart, if you know what your risk limit is, then then you rest a lot easier, right? You can go to bed, sleep well.
1: Absolutely. So, um, with that being said, you know, when when did you get started? When when did you enter the
0: space? Yeah. So. Bitcoin. I heard about Bitcoin from a few guys in my life, you know, as far back as probably 2013, uh, and I I just wrote it off as you know the next dot com boom, you know, as as everyone did, and and it wasn't until my brother started talking to me about X, XRP of all coins. Nice. He came to me. And he said. He said Matt. He said uh, there is this coin that you can buy online. It's 25 cents. And, you know, it's probably going to be you know 10 one day. He said, "So you should buy a lot." And this was in the last summer of 2017. <clears throat> and so I quickly called him an idiot and, and went on about my days. Um, but then in November he came to me and he said, "He said, hey, I've got this new coin. It's developed by Disney, they're their own company now. It's you know, it's Dragon Chain (DRGN)." And I said, "He said they're doing their ICO. They're six cents a piece. You know, do you want to you wanna, you want to give me some money and, and go in on this with me?" And again, I said, uh, "No, thank you." And I you know, went my own way. And then, and then Dragon Chain hit the market on, um, it wasn't IDEX, what was it back then? Ether, Ether Delta? Ether Delta, yeah. It hit Ether Delta and it started at like, I don't know, 26 cents, I think, and then it quickly went to 40 cents. And so <clears throat> I, I'd watch my brother, he'd put in like two grand, uh, and now he's sitting on like 40 grand. And so at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe there is uh, <laughs> that. Maybe there's money to be made. And so I bought it at forty-four cents um, back in early December, uh, and I I actually didn't have to deal with EtherDelta. I've never been on the site myself, um, but my brother had a bag in his in his own uh, Ether wallet, and so I just sent him cash, and uh, you know I let him actually hold my coins up until the point I was ready to sell them. But that's uh, that was that was my big entry into the market, and it quickly became all-consuming. Uh, I think. Because once you're in this space, man, there's 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 news. I mean, there's no other market I think that can a, tw- a single tweet can either pump a price or dump a price so fast as cryptocurrency. Absolutely. And do you have some experience in traditional markets as well? Uh, not before this. Um, I do now. I do a ton of uh, traditional trading markets now. Uh, but before before crypto, I didn't. It wasn't until I got tired of. Losing money and in, in, in crypto, um, you know this whole past winter and into the spring, and, you know, part, early part of the summer here, uh, and then I decided to learn how to read charts, and then and then I decided, okay, you know, cryptocurrency is is in a bit of a bear market right now, so there's still money to be made out here, but you know, I'm gonna try my hand at some of these other traditional markets that have more liquidity, because uh, everybody in the world buys the the Nasdaq or the S and P 500, everybody trades that, so. Uh, if I really want to test my skills at, you know, reading charts and trading, then I think that's the place where I need to, where I'll have more opportunity to to hone in my skill. So that's where I do a ton of trading there now. Um, and then a ton of paper trading, like you said, on BitMEX. Well, that
1: makes sense. So, so being new to the space and kind of how things evolved, what was your, what was your strategy when you first started and how have, how have things progressed?
0: How have you evolved in that, in the time since? Absolutely. So before I was looking, I was uh, I was the lost child that needed someone to, to hold their hand and tell them what to do, when to buy, when to sell. Uh, so that was my entire philosophy for about four or five months. Um, and it wasn't until, so I bought Dragon Chain at, at 40, 44 cents, I think was my initial price. And I rode that thing all the way up to, I think the high was, you know, high $4. Um, I don't know if it $5 exactly, but <clears throat> rode it all the way up until that point. And then I rode the entire wave all the way back down because people were telling me, don't sell, don't sell. You know, this thing's going to $20 by end of year. I'm like, okay, you know, if that's true, then it would be silly to sell at this point. And so I held it and I held it and I held it. I ended up selling it at about 88 cents. So I still got out, you know, double what I put in. But then I immediately put that money uh, into what was going to be the next greatest pump, which was Ethereum Classic because they were doing, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, a fork, Right. Um, and so I lost a ton of money there. Most of what I had gained on Dragon Chain, I lost on, on that move because uh, I was buying the tops and selling the bottoms. Um, and so at this point, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm down, you know, seventy two, seventy five percent on my initial investment. So unlike most of these guys who who got in early, you know, even in December who made a ton of money in you know January and early February, um, unlike those guys, I was down on my initial investment. And so it's hard, you get know, you – know, I'm a married man, so having to tell my wife, you know, we're actually down money, uh, doesn't go over well. So it was at that point that, you know, I decided, you know, I need to quit letting someone else lead me by the hand and tell me what to do. I need to figure this stuff out for myself. And so, so that's what, that's what I've done. And I've seen, you know, much better return on investments since then.
1: Yeah, the, uh. The hey baby, we lost money. Conversation is is not a not a not an easy one to have, not a fun one to have. So <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, uh, with regards to to trading and, and kind of the the evolution there, have you seen a a, a marked change in, in how how you invest? I mean, do you look at at things now as more a speculative play? Do you consider yourself an investor, a trader? Uh, are you dealing with altcoins? Focus only on Bitcoin? What's What's the, what's that look like for you?
0: Yeah. So f- for me, uh, I have, I started out as an investor, right? I invested in this startup by, by Disney. And, you know, I went in made a lot of money and then lost it all right back. And so for me that the same switch at the time where I said, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this stuff by myself was the same time I said, okay, I really don't care if people, if in 20 years, this stuff's, you know, you know, 20 bucks and today is a dollar. Like for me, that's, that's not as exciting for me as you know entering a trade at you know at the lowest point and selling at pretty much the top you know that is more thrilling to me than and then everyone says you know they wish they would have bought amazon back in the day right but you know those are investors and, and for me i don't consider myself in that category primarily a trader <coughs> as far as reading the charts man i used to get <laughs> i used to open up trading view and i didn't know what was what man you know they they there's so many indicators out there that 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 people say they use. And if you get on crypto Twitter, then you see you see these charts with so many lines and collars and, and <laughs> you know trends and you know fib levels and all this stuff. And and then in that it actually hides, you know, for what for me is most importantly, and that's the actual candlesticks. That's the price. You know, what did price actually do there? Don't give me indicators, tell me what the price did. Just show me what the price did and let me analyze that myself. And so for me getting rid of, you know, every single indicator off my chart and okay, just looking at these bars, what are they telling me? Um, so that has been, that's been huge for me and in the education sense and, you know, just figuring this stuff out. Well, I, you know,
1: we've, Leo and I have, have gotten to see firsthand your, your skills with the charts, uh, and to know that you're doing it basically just off of support and resistance is impressive considering there is a lot of other noise that's out there, you know, um absolutely what one, one of the things we we always like to dig into and, and get someone's mindset on and you mentioned that right now you're just you're you're trading and and you're more concerned about you know buying as close to the bottom as you can selling as close to the top as you can but where overall where do you see blockchain Bitcoin cryptocurrency assets where do you see that going in the next decade so
0: next decade I think it's 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 going to be huge man I mean the technology itself uh, I think it was you know, One of the congressmen back in, you know, I think February or March when when Congress was meeting over, you know, Bitcoin and blockchain technology in general, one of the congressmen said something to the effect of blockchain has the potential to be as game changing as wireless was. Right. And so, I mean, just hearing that, you know, from from a position of power, I think is is massive for this space. Uh, I am overly bullish on cryptocurrency in general, Um, at least in the technology. Uh, that it provides. I think most of cryptocurrency is a scam. Uh, just, you know, personal opinion. Yeah. Just put my True. cards on the table. I think most of the stuff out there is, is a scam, uh, that, that it will eventually die away. But I think the technology itself, you know, the, the, the distributed ledger technology, I think is, is massive. Um, and so overall in the next decade, I'm, I'm pretty bullish, uh, on, on, it. I mean, you know, for some people, if they want to buy, um, maybe it's not Bitcoin, maybe it's Ethereum, maybe it's Ethereum Classic. If they want to buy, you know, a, a ton of those and just, you know, never look at it again in, in 10 years, I think they would be profitable for sure. Tron,
1: bro. Tron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean.
0: Yeah, miss your son. <laughs> yeah, just, buy it, just buy that. That's the next Bitcoin, I'm sure. Yeah. Financial Bitcoin
1: 2.0. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The uh, It's, uh, elaborate if you would on, on your thoughts that, the majority of Bitcoin or the majority of cryptocurrency is a scam. Cause you hear that, but I don't think a lot of people I really build out on that concept.
0: Right. So the same guy who got me into cryptocurrency in general, my brother, right. Um, and, and he's not big into tech either. Um, but he stumbled across it with some, with some buddies himself and, and, and he did so well in the dragon chain ICO that he primarily focuses on, okay, what's the next dragon chain ICO? What's the next, you know, hundred X, you know, a thousand X from ICO price. And, and for me, uh, while seeing that, you know, there was a time when you could buy an ICO and it really didn't matter what it was and you were guaranteed to make money on it. I think those days are long gone. And I think um, most of the ICOs that have already happened is because you're, it's an ICO is different from an IPO in the sense that an ICO doesn't have to actually have anything with it. They just have to have an idea on paper, Uh, whether it's realistic or not, uh, or, you know, it doesn't matter that you're buying the idea that, you know, this group of people with this organization is going to do this particular thing. (laughs) And I just think, you know, there's nothing there. There's nothing tangible. Uh, And I think, I think there's going to be a lot of people that have bought into ICOs and that will buy into ICOs that, you know, people just run off of their money or or you know, they, they put up a good, a good facade of, you know, we have this great team. We're developing all these great things. But if you think about going back to the the general idea of what cryptocurrency is, what blockchain distributed ledger technology is, most of the things that these companies are doing, most of these ICOs, they don't even need to be on a distributed network, right? It doesn't need to be right. on a distributed ledger. And so I think it's just silly, man. And I think, I think I think a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money on it. Well,
1: it's funny you mentioned the ICO versus IPO thing, because that's, I think, the the biggest area of apprehension for retail investors when it comes to our space, because you don't get anything for what you're buying, right? You don't own exactly. a percentage of the company. The, and there's really no onus on the company to produce. If you're buying, let's say you are buying Amazon, you're, you're basically, you're buying a share of that company. You yeah. own a part of Amazon. Amazon is, they are they have a responsibility. Yeah. They have yeah. a responsibility to show positive results. Or else they risk a, a, a market decrease in their company's value. Whereas here, I mean, do you buy buy whatever you
0: want? You know what I mean. you're, you're, you're giving the money, you're giving the company the money up front and and you're they're not being held liable to to, to deadlines on the roadmap. Cool. Um, because if you think about it, they don't. It, it depends, right? So XRP, you know, that company has a legit reason to keep the price of XRP up because they own. 90, 95% of the entire supply. So they have uh, a vested interest on that price staying up. But most of these companies that don't hold very many of their own coin, once you've already paid them, then it doesn't really matter whether the price tanks or not, you know, because they've already been paid.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, you, when you're considering that it's, it can be kind of scary because there are projects that even, even still there's projects that I'll speculate on and uh, at any time, any of those trades could go to absolute zero because there's really nothing holding the CEO or the executive team liable for, for any losses, any damages, yeah. nothing. So, and I know there's been situations where people have basically invested in these ICOs uh, and then, uh, you know, the website will go down or you'll see pictures of the CEO hanging out on a beach, you know, and it, it right. is it's sad for those people. Yeah, um, after
0: you make. After there you we make, go,
1: Leo. Welcome to the party. <laughs> I know. I've just
2: been listening, man. He's he's an interesting <laughs> guy. So he is. It's captivating. Yeah, he is. So no, I mean you you raise thirty million dollars really quick, and you have or four billion <laughs> or four. Well, I mean that's when you that's when you might throw on a a short, but I wouldn't know anything <laughs> about that. Um. No, but yeah, you raise four that's actually crazy. That's a great point. Four billion dollars. I mean, if you're in charge there, you you really gotta sit down with the guys and like talk about what the next plan is because you have so much money. And for EOS, like people were hating on them. They had so many issues upon release. Like you think that with eight billion dollars they would have their things together, but um i mean with them i believe that they're going to be able to pivot and hire all the people necessary to actually grow a network and business but some of these companies that didn't really know that they were going to be able to raise as much money and some of them don't even really know what they're doing still in terms of their business and what what to do going forward with that money so it's a pretty tricky thing right now especially we saw that ICO buzz, especially after people had so much money and so much, so many gains, they were just throwing money into every ICO I think it was something like if you invested in every
1: single ICO, you would have got like a 11X. um, It's crazy. Well, and it's, I mean, obviously there's people who have made their entire living uh, in this space off of rating, discussing, investing in ICOs. Mm -hmm. Um, like a certain gentleman who may or may not have had uh, all of his taxable income stolen. um, hey, Shale- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, that's okay. Uh, I, just, I hear he does world tours. Yeah, that's right. That. That's right. They'll find them. I'm sure. Um, but I and I know this is completely off topic. But one of the one of the scariest things since you mentioned EOS. One of the scariest things for me is they hold so much Ethereum. That they could absolutely destroy the price. Wait, who and is that? EOS.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know well, they're they're branded the, the Ethereum killer, right? And they've got <laughs> the bullet.
1: You know why it's, would they got do the that? To do so.
0: Why I like, gosh. The, I mean, why, right why now is Ethereum
1: is backed up against it anyway with their incredibly high transaction fees and slow times. I mean. Yep. We, obviously, there's got to be something that, that has to be done. I think they they just announced that sharder, sharding isn't going to be available until 2020. And they didn't even say when. They just said 2020. So hmm. uh, Ethereum's gotta, they got a lot they got to get right uh, pretty quick because there's a lot of people working to take them down. Uh, and so, I mean, somebody's going to do it, right? Somebody's they gonna have the money. I mean, they yeah, they have the back.
2: I mean, they have the money,
1: like I said. So we'll see
2: if they could allocate that money properly to get things Uh, moving in the right direction
1: yeah yeah. so um, you know she's with with regard to this space and all things being considered you know we always enjoy hearing the answers to this but what's what's one thing you absolutely love about cryptocurrency
0: so Hmm. one thing I love nothing (laughs) nothing about this the moons uh, and the Lambos, bro. Man, the moons and the Lambos are dead, man. I think, <laughs> at least for now. Um, for me, I, I I think, and I think I think I enjoy what most people did uh, during this last bull run, and that is the idea of, you know, you don't have to be an accredited investor to kind of buy into these things. Um, you don't have, I mean, any anybody can can buy in.
2: And, That's a good point. And
0: again, it's not it's, you're not owning a company, which is why you're able to do that. Um, but anybody can can buy in, and honestly, people think that it's people outside of the space think it's complicated. But honestly, you know, the the gateway into cryptocurrency is, is so easy um, to get into this space. It's so easy to own a Bitcoin or own an Ethereum, and and just forget about it. Um, and I think I think and the idea that it's new, uh, and 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 going back to the, the previous question of, you know, where do I see us in a decade? Um, and one reason why I'm super bullish on the technology itself, not any coin, not any uh, specific project, but just the idea that the technology itself uh, is I work for um, I work for a healthcare, I work for a technology company in the healthcare industry. Uh, we're owned by quite, uh, you know, one of the largest, you know, healthcare industries. Um, healthcare companies in the industry. Um, and I'm not going to say their names now, but there have been, you know, calls, um, company-wide calls, and we, we're, you know, we're all around the world, this corporation. Uh, and, and one of the questions that have come up in the last quarters on these calls is, is what is McKess, or what is the company doing about blockchain? <laughs> how are we, how are we moving forward in this space? Um, and so that is why I'm bullish on, you know, on the, the general thing and the general technology in general so if there's one thing I love about cryptocurrency it's the this this age-old problem of not having to trust a third party that is the one thing it's right so when you put your money in a bank you have to trust that that bank isn't going to go under and then if it does you have to trust the government that they're gonna cover the funds that was in that bank with cryptocurrency that that you don't actually have to do that you have to worry about whether the price tanks or not but you don't have to worry about um, because it's all—it's a trustless system, um, yeah. and that's what I—that's the—that's the number one thing I like about it.
1: It's kind of crazy that's that a trustless do. system is the most dependable.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, everything's
2: recorded on a ledger; it's public. Yep. So, you know, like th- with the government, there's so many unknowns. You know, we hear about all this debt our countries in and things like that, and it's like, well, let's bring out the spreadsheet. Let's try and figure this out. Yeah, where you have Bitcoin in its system and everything is well, a finite sup- supply of it, it's part of it, you know.
0: The idea that it's completely open and you know that scares away a lot of you know big companies as well is, and again, you know, depending on the blockchain itself, you know, certain aspects of the data might be public, some of it might not be. But uh, going back to the, that Congress meeting, they said, you know, if blockchain technology had been a- around and adopted back then, they said. Um, you know the had if we would have known exactly like how over leveraged banks were in 08 and you know we could have prevented the entire collapse of the housing industry um, because we would have known right we would have known exactly you know how much money is on these banks books account how much is leveraged and and it would have been preventable absolutely so so that's for me the, that's the that's the number one thing
2: is there any one thing that you would say because <coughs> you are a TA guy and you're so mm-hmm. great at charting is there is there a fundamental aspect that would make you extremely bullish or even more bullish?
0: Um, so in short term or long term? I'd say long term I'd say whatever you know Yeah so long term a new high right So above 20k in Bitcoin price would would be would be pretty bullish. Um, the problem is in, in these markets there's no straight line right there's no straight line up, straight line down in the short term, if we get above the high that took us to this low, which is, uh, it's, it's, it's in the 6,900s there, if we can get some closes above that, that's that's when I'll start considering, you know, entering more fiat into the market, entering more things, because that would be that would be the start of a good sign. It's hard to say, okay, at this particular point in time, we will or we won't be going up or going down, right? There's always, you know, here's what we're looking at. If it does this, then, you know, we'll feel more bullish, we'll feel more bearish. Um, So, but it's it's hard to say like, uh, so as far as like, that's the charts. Um, As far as fundamentals, I think, you know, it's got to become easy. You know, the common people have got to understand distributed ledger technology before it will ever become widely adopted, I think.
2: Yeah, that's a good point you make. We talked about that on the last episode. Uh, accessibility to people, you know, Coinbase, to get on and use, and some people don't even know you could buy a fraction of a Bitcoin still. So just right. educating people more, I think is a big step in the right direction.
1: Well, and that's, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the, the ease of access and the and complete understanding because, uh, you know, when I first logged in and started trading that I mean, that's why I bought Ethereum instead of Bitcoin because my my simple, uneducated to trading brain uh, just thought that I could buy, having more of something was better than having less of something. So uh, I didn't understand that, you know, whatever the Bitcoin equivalent of the Ethereum that I bought was would actually have, have served me better than buying Ethereum at that time. But really? uh, just the, the overall level of education as that increases and as more people understand all of this, I think it's going to be absolutely huge. Um, I, agree. I agree. So, dude, that's that's one thing you love. What's uh, what's one thing that you strongly dislike or hate about the space?
0: Uh, probably Lambos and, and Moon. <laughs> <laughs> because I used to be one of those guys. I used to, you know. When when I was only holding Dragon, I was like, "Win Binance, right?" Because that's what yeah. that's what gives you the pump, you know. Win Bitrex when we get listed on these big exchanges.
1: Oof, if only Bitrex gave you a pump now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might actually dump you. I don't know, man. Um, for so for me, the the people that are involved in cryptocurrencies, if if we're going to be legitimate, if cryptocurrency, if distributed ledger technology is going to be legitimate in the future. Um, a viable option. I think you know the the community itself has to be more um, intelligent about what they're talking about. Um, for example, like we all hate XRP, right? I'm, I'm just, you know from a fundamentals perspective, simply because it's centralized technology. It's not, nothing's decentralized about it. You know the company owns ninety percent of the, the the token supply, um, but yet you see this huge following of of XRP and and you know, XRP doesn't have one single use case. And the Ripple network has a use case, but the the XRP token itself is completely useless, as far as I know. The last I read up on it. Um, so, but I think, and you know, that's just there's always going to be people that buy that. There's always going to be people that you know, XRP is the next Bitcoin. You know, can you imagine XRP being uh, ten thousand dollars per per XRP? That would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That would be so much salt out there. That's for sure. Um, oh, yes. I but but I think, you know, people have got to know what they're talking about because, you know, that's how it spreads is, the, you know, you get these guys that earn, a, you know, Bitcoin for the technology and then they tell their friends and their friends tell their friends and, you know, that's how it it grows from the bottom up is, you know, people got to understand what exactly it is. They don't have to understand exact like mining and, you know, rigs and, you know, <clears throat> all of that and how many CPUs do you need? They don't need to understand that. But I think they... In general, they need to understand the fundamentals of what blockchain technology and distributed ledger technology actually is. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a great point. Well, so one one last question, and I think that this is probably uh, for for some people, this may get a little deep, um, and it's it's intended to, right? We we want this podcast to to land with the the newest person in the space. We want to to add some value and give some insight and make sure that they're understanding that it's not just about speculating, trading, investing. It's not just about the charts and the numbers uh, or your strategy, but it's about your why. Uh, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you day after day spending time looking at these charts? Uh, so you know, you're a you're a husband, you're a dad. You got a lot going on in your life, man. Um, what's what's your why? What's the what's the reason that you continue
0: to do what you do on a day in day out basis? Absolutely, man. So that I mean, you you nailed know it. You know, I'm a I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and, and for me, this is, um, you know, this is you know a second job almost. You know, I I go to work, I come home, and I look at this stuff uh, to try to make you know more money. Uh, honestly, you know, that's just that's it. I mean, I I, I agree that this technology is, is going to be you know a big thing in the future, but that's not why I do it today. I do it today so I can increase you know my my USD, uh, so I can. You know provide for my kids provide for my wife and uh, you know I've learned a lot along the way and I, I enjoy doing it you know I have a, a bachelor's degree in, in mathematics um, and so this is you know numbers charts you know this stuff is just secondhand nature to me and always has been you know since I was a little kid so uh, I do it for that and then I also do it just because I enjoy it uh, for some people you know looking at a chart is you know like being in the middle of a nightmare but you know for me uh, I, I I just really enjoy it. <laughs> My wife thinks so, I'm weird for that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, she's I know you're you're a Midwesterner. Did are you a Buckeye? Did you go to OSU? I didn't go to OSU. I went to a, a small a small state school uh, in Southern Ohio. Um, but I live, uh, you know, slightly below Columbus now. Um, I'm actually wearing an OSU shirt at the moment. I'm a I'm an OSU fan. Even Good though I man. Didn't go there. Yeah, you're both Ohio
1: guys, right? Yes. Yeah, man, I was I was born in Columbus, uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, I'm in Florida now, so no no complaints there. Uh, yeah. But we can't, you know, all of us can't be perfect, so at least one person in the conversation has to be from Michigan, so <laughs> it's got to yeah. it, I guess. It's okay. Hey, I live in, <laughs> yeah, man, I live everywhere. Playing
2: hockey, I've got to live all different cities, but hey, there's nothing like uh, the Great Lakes and
1: the Summer Boys. Hey, you, you know, what's crazy is the more people that I've talked to um, crypto, I mean, I know a lot of it is built in in California and there's some, some pockets in New York, but there is a ton of crypto representation in the Midwest between um, Chicago and Detroit and Columbus. I mean, you've got Substratum in Columbus, but you've got so many crypto enthusiasts in in those areas. And then, you know, Indiana being sandwiched in between, it's just, uh, there's so much going on there. It's, it's we're awesome. right. Trying, we're, trying, we're trying to get out buddy. We're trying to get it. T-
2: turning we're the lines. Miami Valley into the Silicon Valley. huh? Man, Det- Detroit is on the come up. I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. like De- Dan Gilbert is revitalized downtown. Um, obviously they opened up a WeWork's office and Nike moved downtown Woodward Avenue. Is looking great. They have the new Red Wings rink built downtown. Honestly, people would be surprised if they went uh, downtown Detroit and looked around. Like it is, it's on the come up, man. A lot of new tech startups. Uh, Quicken Loans is doing very well. Every single time I go down there to check it out, it's more buildings are up, more infrastructure, and
1: hopefully some crypto companies going forward. That's awesome. Yeah, at another. Uh, another time in my life, I used to build electric boats, and uh, we—the majority of the battery tech in the United States—that's being developed is all in Detroit. So, uh, it's definitely on the come up. But, anyways, cheese, dude. We, uh, we're, we're thankful that you were able to make the time to come on and join us for the show and
0: hey, let I'm people know
1: a little bit be, about who you are. Glad
0: to be here. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on.
1: For that's sure. You know, one thing, uh, one thing I'd love to to know, man, is there anything that you would like to, anything that you would like to add, any parting words that you'd you'd care to share?
0: Uh, just you know, don't 100x long the top and don't want 100x long the bottom, and, and that should be good, man. <laughs> don't do what I do.
2: Wise words from your chartist.
0: That's awesome, man.
1: Guys, it's been it's been a pleasure. I'm gonna go ahead and log off here. Um, but everyone out there, do your own research. Obviously. What we have said here is not financial advice. None of us are financial advisors. We are all just a bunch of uh, weirdos that are having a lot of fun in this space. Um, you can find us all on Twitter. The crypto commissions handle is at Let's Talk Coin. You can find Mister Shees at M Shees. That's M S C H E Z E and Lambo Leo is at underscore Lambo underscore Leo. And I am at Bitcoin Broski. Uh, It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you both for jumping on here. And uh, we will have some more episodes out for you all soon.
2: Awesome. Have a good one, guys.
0: See you guys.